Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. Hey everybody, welcome again to the MLB Extras Rays podcast. Tim McMaster here with our new MLB.com Rays reporter Juan Toribio. It's our first podcast of 2019. It's Juan's first week on the job for MLB.com, but he is not new to the Rays, Rays fans. You may have read his stuff already. So before we get into what's going on with the Rays, I just want to, Juan, let you kind of introduce yourself to Rays fans. I mentioned you're not new to the Rays because before MLB.com, you were already on the beat a little bit last season, right? Yeah, I was covering the Rays for the Athletic for a couple, ever since May of last of last season. So, you know, I'm pretty familiar with the area already and the players and, and all, that, all that good stuff. So, um, I'm really excited about the move to MLB.com. It's been a, a little bit of a crazy couple of weeks for me, um, but I'm really excited to kind of get going and, and do some, some cool things now with the beat. And yeah, like I said, just really excited. One advantage you have over some of the other new writers we have at MLB.com is you didn't have to move, at least. You were already down there, which is nice. Um, you're also um, college in Florida at UCF, right? I, I hate to open wounds with the bull, <laughs> bull loss to LSU, but, but obviously you've been in Florida. Are you from Florida originally as well? Yeah, I grew up in Miami. Um, back A little bit of background, my family is from the Dominican Republic, so um, baseball was kind of... You know, I didn't really have much of a choice but to love baseball as a kid. Um, so moved to Miami when I was a kid and lived it throughout. Went to school at UCF, and now I'm in now I'm in St. Pete, Tampa. So it's it's been good to me. I, I haven't had to deal with the cold much, which is nice. Um, for me, 50 degrees is already cold, which I know I, most people in the country will probably call me crazy. But living in Florida, that's kind of the thing. So yeah, Florida, UCF. Um, national champions and all that stuff so um, which I get a lot of a lot of heat for in Tampa being USF is the right the main rival but um, I wear my hat pretty proudly over there yeah South Florida and Tampa and, and then UCF all right one more question about you before we get to the Rays and that is just what excites you the most about this new opportunity as far as covering the Rays what about this organization has you fired up for 2019 yeah, well, for me, the, the main thing was kind of, you know, the byline in terms of just having MOB.com associated next to my name. I think that was a big thing for me. Um, it's something that I grew up reading, something I grew up kind of admiring a lot of people before me. Um, yeah, I, I, be I became pretty good friends with Bill Chastain, who was the, the beat writer before me. Uh, and I was an associate, believe it or not, for a couple of days, actually. 
Um, so even since then, I, I was actually always looking out, you know, seeing what, what's kind of going on at MLB.com. And once the opportunity came about, you know, it was really hard for me to, you know, say no. So obviously I said yes. And now I'm just really excited to kind of provide a little bit different, different things. Um, I'm bilingual. So, you know, I'm hoping I can provide a little bit more, you know, in-depth stuff with some of the Spanish speaking guys, get to know them a little bit more, tell some people's stories uh, and just kind of things like that. So I'm really excited to, you know, have this platform and be able to tell some pretty good stories and it should be a pretty fun season with the Rays. Yeah, excellent. Well, we are excited to have you as part of the team as well. All right, it is just after New Year's. We're recording this on January 4th. So let's start there. Put yourself in the, the seat of the Rays, I guess. And if you were the Rays, what would your New Year's resolution one for 2019 be as the Tampa Bay Rays? Yeah, I think it would be to make the playoffs, even if it's just as a wild card. And obviously, that's that's the resolution for every team that's that's playing. But for the Rays, it's actually a realistic one. You know, Seattle kind of blew things up, and the A's, you know, they, they have some some questions with the starting rotation, so they might take a step backwards. Um, and they still have the Yankees, and they still have the Red Sox in the division. But other than that, the, you know, the Twins, maybe the the Indians over there in the Central, can give them give them control. The Angels. But they could be they could be slotted into one of those two wild card spots. And for the Rays, as long as you get into the playoffs, that's obviously a success in itself. But when you when you have Blake Snell, the reigning American League Cy Young, you know you, you have a good you have a good shot to win that one one game playoff. So um, for them, it's definitely like like most teams, like I said. But for them, especially making the playoffs, they have a deep farm system, so they're not necessarily going to blow things up or or just go all in on this year. But they have enough after winning 90 games last year to make a run um, in what should be a little bit of a weaker American League. Obviously, you have the, the top two or three teams with, with Houston included in there. But uh, after that, they have they have a shot to be one of those those top five teams. It is kind of amazing when you look around the American League, as opposed to the National League right now, where you can see division, it seems like, four teams in the NL East and the entire NL Central and a lot of the NL West are all kind of going for it. The American League, a very different story right now, and that obviously ebbs and flows. But, yeah, there's not a lot of teams that you can look at and say that's a team that has aspirations of being in the postseason. The Rays are one of them. MLB.com actually pulled um, experts within the company about – picks for next year, the way too early predictions for 2019. And the Rays actually came out as the second wildcard team in the American League, according to the uh, that MLB.com poll. So it'll be interesting. It's obviously a brutal division with the Red Sox and the Yankees, but the Orioles are in full rebuild and the Blue Jays rebuilding as well. So certainly going to be an interesting season. The Rays do it differently than most teams, and that's always fun to watch too. And I'm sure that's something that – um, for you is exciting, right? This is the team that they're kind of on the cutting edge. The the the, uh, the opener took the whole majors by storm last year, but the Rays were right at the beginning of it. And it seems like they've always kind of been that team. It's the way they're able to contend. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my, actually, my my first day on the beat last year, they brought up Willie Adams for just a three day stint. You know, that kind of caused some controversy. Um, two days after that, they traded Alex Colomay and Denard Span to Seattle. Um, they they started the bull they started the bullpen days uh, at the beginning of the season, but they started the opener two days before I I got to the beat. And then throughout the season, obviously, I saw a lot of the opener, I saw a lot of the bullpen days. 
But I also saw Sergio Romo playing third base and I saw Jose Alvarado already replay first base. And I was like, is this what this is usually like? Like, it, For me, it was just kind of like, man, like, you know, you always hear about the Rays a lot. Um, but just seeing it firsthand and just being there every day. You, you, but it's also interesting because it's not something that they do kind of out of the blue. They actually study these things when you hear them talk about their plants. You know, it kind of gives you it, it reinforces that they know what they're talking about. It's not just it's not just gimmicky. It's not just that they're just throwing this out to see what's up. Um, they understand that they have to get creative to win. You know, it's it's an unfair game in terms of payroll at times, but um, they do a better job than most people getting creative. And the shift started in Tampa and now I think the openers here to stay. So um, what you saw in the playoffs, you know, Craig Council. And Bob Melvin employed it the best over there. So um, it's it's really interesting. They keep you on the edge, which is good. It's all you could hope for for 162 games. Yeah, they're, they're one of the smartest teams in baseball for sure. All right, let's talk about what still needs to be done. There was some talk a lot throughout the offseason, I think, about what a great fit Nelson Cruz would be with the Rays. He is now signed elsewhere. So is there still a need to add some sort of impact bat into that lineup before spring training gets going? I think they'll look into it. I think JT Romudo is an option if if the Martins ever lower their asking price a little bit. Obviously, it's kind of, it's kind of up there right now. Um, Jose Martinez from from St. Louis could be an option now that they acquired Paul Goldschmidt. But I think I think their biggest need right now could be just adding a guy in the bull, in the back end of the bullpen. Uh, Sergio Romo obviously opened some games, but he was also he also served as a primary closer for the team. Um, he's 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 now a free agent, so they they might rely on Chasro, Jose Alvarado, Diego Castillo, Ryan Stanek, guys like that. But I think that's probably the biggest need. Uh, they have a couple guys in the minor leagues that can come up and, and provide a, a a boost in the lineup. You know, Nate Nate Lowe's is the the main the main one there at first base. Who he the plans are eventually for him to make an appearance in 2019 and kind of man first base. Now that Jake Bowers is no longer there, so I think I think the biggest need it's probably adding one more guy in the in the back end of the bullpen because I think the rotation set with just with Snell Glass now and Charlie Morton who they just signed from Houston. So I think the bullpen is probably the biggest need right now. Especially when you use the bullpen as much as the Rays do. So that being said, um, what type of bullpen guy are they going after? Obviously, Craig Kimbrell isn't going to be signing with the Rays. Um, David Robertson, who just signed, wouldn't be in their price range. Uh, none of those type of guys. So what type of reliever do you think makes sense for the Rays? Yeah, I mean, obviously, ideally, you would hope that you can sign a guy like that for somewhere cheap. I thought Andrew Miller could have been an option. Um, and I actually thought David Robertson could have been an option too if if the if the you know the numbers added up. But I think a guy like Cody Allen maybe it's just a guy like that that they can probably sign for a one year deal. Um, they don't, they have some guys in the minor leagues also that they can just rely on. But I think they kind of want someone who's kind of been there, done that. You know, Sergio Romo was a huge part. You know, he's not the Sergio Romo of old, but he he played a big role in just kind of providing that that veteran leadership in the bullpen and just telling guys, you know, situ- how to handle certain situations. So I think a guy like that could really benefit. Uh, they don't necessarily have a guy like that right now. Carlos Gomez is no longer there. Uh, they added Zunino and guys like that to kind of provide some leadership, but they don't have a true veteran. You know, Tommy Pham, I guess, would, would realistically be the, the veteran of the group, and he's only been around in the big leagues for a couple of years. So I think adding a guy with experience in the back end of the bullpen, I think that's probably – um, the need, but like you know, the market just isn't moving right now. Into, into Kimbrough and guys like that sign, uh, 
the Rays are kind of going to have to get creative in who they bring in. Yeah, Cody Allen make a lot of sense. A guy that has a great track record, but obviously struggled a year ago and needs that bounce back season. So a one-year deal, I think, would make sense for him and the team. And then if he has a great season, he maybe moves on elsewhere, but but certainly could help the Rays in 2019. One more thing to talk to you about. The Rays announced some Tropicana Field renovations that they're going to put in going into 2019. One of these is actually to reduce the number of seats from the 31,000 that it's at right now to between 25 and 26, basically wiping out that upper deck in the outfield. They'll also get new turf and some more gathering areas for fans, which have become obviously very popular across Major League Baseball. Um, You love working at Tropicana Field, Juan. You told me that. Just talk about what you think about these renovations. Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the main idea is they don't get that many people to come out to the ball game. So what you know, once you're there, just make a, a pretty good experience for them. They they keep adding bars. They added concessions last year. They renovated the whole thing. They they renovated the 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 race store. So just adding an experience for the people that do show up, I think it's important for people. Um, the upper deck is actually creating a little bit of buzz, just because a lot of people like seeing the game from up top. Uh, but I, you know, I don't think that's ne- that will necessarily be that much that big of an issue once people kind of see. Uh, but there's really no bad seat, obviously. There's not that many people at games. Uh, when the Red Sox and the Yankees are in town, even the Tigers with Lakeland being their their spring training site, you know, they they, they draw up a decent crowd. So I think now with 25,000, 26,000, it'll, it'll, it'll make it feel at least like it's kind of kind of filled. Um, but it's it's all about just improving the, the quality of the experience of the people that do show up. And yeah, I mean, like I was telling you, I love working at Tropicana Field. It's it's air conditioned in the middle of summer in Florida. So that's that's undefeated. You know, every every day I know it's going to be 72 degrees in, in the ballpark. I can wear a little a little hoodie or something and, and not, you know, not suffocate. So it's it's a good working environment. I obviously understand the, the deficiencies as a fan and it's just kind of the experience that people don't get as opposed to, you know, every other ballpark in terms of Fenway and Yankee Stadium and stuff like that. But, you know, they're trying and, and they're eventually they'll eventually find a new home. But until then, they're going to try and do some renovation and try to ex- trying to create a better experience for the people that do show up. And there's been plenty of talk about the search for a new home this offseason as well. All right. Thanks, Juan. One podcast in the books for you. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, you can find Juan on Twitter at Juan C. Terribio, and I'm on there at MLB underscore McMaster. This podcast and all of our MLB Extras Club podcasts can be found at MLB.com backslash podcast or on Apple Podcasts and Google Play as well. Thanks to Marissa Morris for producing and putting it all together, and thank you for listening. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.